Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Welcome, everybody. So today we have actually gone off our planned podcast schedule due to the unprecedented situation we all find ourselves in with the coronavirus. Today we're speaking to Linia Patel, leading dietitian and sports nutritionist, who many of you already know, as Linia is a regular contributor to FitPro membership magazine and our FitPro edit newsletter. Linia is currently completing her PhD in Milan and is herself in self-isolation. So we've taken this opportunity to speak to Linia, who is actually living the experience and has some really sensible, practical advice that she can share with you and for you to therefore share with your clients and members. So Linia, thank you for speaking to us today. And before we get into some of the more meaty questions that I kind of have lined up, um, how are you going and and what's it like being in self-isolation? How have you managed your mood and the feeling and the atmosphere? Well, I'm good. Um, Obviously, it's a very surreal time um, for everybody. This is um, not something that anybody is familiar with. Um, But obviously, I'm very, very aware that um, we're all self-isolating at home for the greater good. Yeah. Um, Because our health systems are crumbling at the moment. Um, So it's really actually a time to uh, do a lot of self-introspection and count your many blessings. Um, because you know it's still there's still lots of positive things going on Um, obviously in this day and age keeping connected is much easier which really really helps Um, and what I've loved about uh, being in Italy is that at 6 p.m everybody comes onto their balcony and sings and that's a huge morale boost and I I mean we've seen that on the um on the news over here, people doing that, but, but it is happening countrywide, is it? It's not just isolated places. No, it's happening countrywide, which is really nice. So there's a whole big sense of community spirit, which is really nice. Yeah, that is, I'm, I'm sure that does help mood. So, um, so why is nutrition um, so important at a time like this? Really good question. And you know, um, at the moment, there's currently no cure for this uh, strain of coronavirus. Um, And obviously, scientists are working uh, very hard to try and find um, the actual vaccines and antiretrovirals that we need. Um, But lots of experts in the moment are highlighting that this is an opportune time for the public to take a real holistic approach to maintaining their their health. And obviously, nutrition being a very integral part of preventative health. Um, And that's why it's really important that um, we make sure that we're eating well, whilst that's not going to make you invincible, um, obviously following a good and sensible healthy eating plan is going to strengthen your immune system, which in turn is going to help your natural defenses against viruses, colds and the flu, and just keep you as healthy as possible as well. And it makes sense. I mean, all of the, you know, just personal hygiene habits that we are adopting, like washing our hands more often, Etc. I mean, hopefully it's something that will now stay with us um, for good, which is just going to help to keep all sorts of viruses and bugs at bay in the future. Um, so yeah, it has been a, it has been a big wake up call for all of us, I think, but hopefully some of this will stay with us. Yeah. Um, so what nutritionally then, what could we do to boost our immune system or our immunity? Well, I think the first thing to say that's very important, given the, the big media hype around this whole virus, is the need to make sure we're reducing or managing our stress. 
Um, mm. Absolutely, we're living in a very strange time, um, but we've got to remember that stressing to no end is very counterproductive productive yeah. because what stress does is it causes all these anti-inflammatory responses in the body um, which activates the fight or flight response because you're releasing hormones like cortisol and adrenaline and they actually suppress your immune system which then leaves you more susceptible yeah. to infections so i think the first thing to say is just don't panic actually if you are feeling stressed then find restorative ways of managing your stress um, and then in terms of nutrition, what we can do to boost our immunity is um, reduce inflammation by following an anti-inflammatory diet. Now, what that means, Jane, is we want to minimize the intake of simple sugars because a lot of research has found that actually if you're taking in a lot of sugars, that decreases your white blood cell production by up to 50%. Mm, wow. so we've got to be eating a diet that is based on whole foods on vegetables and fruits because they're rich in your antioxidants and also making sure that we're getting key nutrients like vitamin D. So okay. vitamin D is a nutrient that dampens inflammation. Okay. Um, and there's lots of research that shows that people who are low in vitamin D are actually more likely to catch a cold or a virus than those who aren't. Um, and so that's a, a really important reason for us actually why we should be supplementing mm -hmm. during winter and at a time like this. And particularly where we live, you know, it's in the UK. Yeah, so yeah. actually public health guidance is that everybody in the UK should be on a supplement yeah. from autumn up to spring. So kind of at the end of March, we come off it. Um, so if you're not on it, I would recommend that you get on it. And then depending obviously on how much sunshine you get, you either stay on a lower dose or you make sure that you do get a little bit of sunshine every day. And what would that daily dose be? What would be your recommendation? Well, clinically, I would recommend that you're taking a thousand um, international units a day um, to actually maintain your levels. Okay. Obviously, if you, you do a blood test and they find that you are um, more deficient in vitamin D, you'll, you'll need to take higher doses. Although Public Health England recommends that you take um, 10 micrograms, which is 400 international units. So okay. much lower, but that's because that's public health guidance. Whereas yeah. in my clinic, I would usually recommend a little bit higher. Yeah. What other sort of vitamins and supplements would play a key role in supporting us at a time like this or just our immune system generally? Well, I think a really important one is to think about your gut health. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is that um, in your gut is actually where your immune cells are produced. So making sure that you have a healthy gut is absolutely essential for a healthy immune system. Um, so eating some fermented foods, so that could be things like BioLive yogurt or miso, kimchi, kefir. There's so many different things popping out there. That's going to increase the amount of good bacteria in your, in your gut. And at the same time, that will have a positive influence on these body's T cells that are made. And the T cells are what produce your white blood cells, which help power your immune system on. So my tip would probably be look at getting one portion of fermented food into your diet every day. Okay. And then the other thing that's really important that um, I think lots of people get wrong is hydration. Mm -hmm. um, again, your body's made up of more, than, more water than anything else. Um, so it's not surprising, actually, that if you have poor hydration, then your effectiveness of your immune system is not going to be um, as good. Um, and also hydration helps remove toxins from your body. And dehydration reduces the volume of blood in the body and also the lymphatic fluids, which are integral for healthy immune system. 
And I always think a healthy tip in terms of knowing whether you're optimally hydrated is by looking at the color of your urine. Yeah. Do you know what color you should be looking for, Jane? If you're um, a pale straw color, would that be right? Fantastic. <laughs> I know a good dietitian that told me that. <laughs> And then other, other vitamins um, that would be good if you're feeling run down would be vitamin C and zinc. Okay. Now, whilst the research doesn't show that actually they stop you getting sick, what the research does show is that if you do get sick, then um, your cold or your flu is not going to be as, as, um, as strong or mm -hmm. you're not going to be as sick as if you weren't taking them. So I would say reach out for 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C mm -hmm. and about 15 to 25 milligrams of zinc. But very often, you'll find the supplements come in combination anyway. And okay. the important thing is to remember these supplements is you're only going to take them for a short period of time when you sure. start feeling run down up to the point where you start feeling better. This is not something that you should be on every day from now until the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. And I, I understand that vitamin C um, not only supports your immune system, but also as far as um, helping your body to deal with stress. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just because it, it can usually, vitamin C um, comes with other antioxidants as well. Yeah. So we're talking about, again, the broader... The broader idea that it's these antioxidants and plant chemicals that are actually really important in helping keep us healthy and also helping us fight um, uh, diseases and bugs like coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. And the, the thousand, thousand milligrams, did you say? Was that correct? Yeah. So that's for vitamin C when you are feeling like you're run down or about to get sick. But and I think I cannot emphasize enough, Jane, that actually the, we need to be eating more yeah. of the fruit and vegetables yeah. to be getting the nutrients. The yeah. supplements are just particularly to support your body when you are feeling run down. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, what other sort of lifestyle advice do you think is important at this time for us to consider? Okay, well, this is a very good question because nutrition is one important cog in the piece. Other bits are the exercise mm -hmm. and sleep. So um, it's important that you exercise because we know that people who exercise have stronger immunities, but you don't become too obsessive about it. Yep. Um, so actually, um, if you start feeling run down, you need to be easing up on the exercise. Um, because the body can perceive too much exercise and particularly exercise when you're a little bit run down as stressful and that can dampen your immune system. Yeah. And if you are doing um, endurance exercise, for example, um, it's really important that you eat carbohydrates around that endurance exercise just so that you alleviate that stress response um, that then has a negative impact on your immune system. Um, sleep. Very important. Mm. Are we getting our seven to eight hours in, of sleep a night? A lot of us actually aren't. Um, and actually sleep is crucial for a strong immunity. Um, and it's also important for a speedy recovery if you do get sick. Um, and the reason for that is that while you sleep, the body makes these things called cytokines, which are a type of proteins that actually target infection and inflammation. Um, so because obviously they're released during sleep, if you're not getting enough sleep, then you're not going to be producing enough of these essential um, uh, proteins. And the other thing is that if you're not getting enough sleep, then your body perceives that as stressful in itself. Yeah. Um, therein producing more cortisol and that we know when cortisol is produced, that's a stress hormone that then lowers your, um, your immune response. Yeah. 
Um, you, you refer to exercise. Obviously, if we are self-isolating or in lockdown, um, we can be creative about these sort of exercise we might be doing at home to sort of keep ourselves busy. Yeah. But we are probably going to find for a week or possibly two that we're almost in a sedentary lifestyle. So yeah. as far as calorie intake, what would be your comment on that as far as um, getting some balance there or what sort of calories would be the best calories to be consuming in that situation? Yeah, and this has been really interesting and I can speak from personal experience because I've kind of been in this for a week at the, um, for, uh, up to now. And it's been interesting to see how my body has naturally responded in terms of appetite levels to my lower energy um, expenditure. At first, I think I got excited at the, th the thought of staying home and I was, um, you know, felt like I wanted to eat all the time and make nice food. Um, but definitely, as I've been doing less exercise, my appetite has actually decreased. Um, so obviously, I'm in tune with my appetite, so I can regulate my appetite, but a lot of people um, might not be. So it's really important that they look at focusing on fiber, I would say would be the most important thing. So fibrous foods are your vegetables and your fruits. Mm -hmm. um, and if you make your plate majority fibrous foods, then overall, the calorie load of that meal is going to be lower. So I'll probably say focus mm -hmm. on starchy carbohydrate earlier in the day. So that could be at breakfast, but maybe lunch and dinner, you're looking for the, that meal to be predominantly fiber with some protein rather than actually having a big portion of starch at lunch and dinner as well. That kind of leads me on to an interesting question, actually. If we over here are told that we need to self-isolate or we go into lockdown as it has in Italy, yeah. what sort of items should we be looking to, to store? Um, it, I literally was in the supermarket this morning and thinking, you know, if we went into lockdown, what would I buy? And I thought, oh, you know, I've got, I've got my five cans of baked beans, I've got my five cans of chickpeas, I could make a mean you yeah, know, being fajita with that. But what what should we be without panic buying? But what should we have in our pantry that will get us through that? Well, it comes back to balanced eating. So I would say we're going back to looking at the eat well plate, which is the, the government's advice about what a healthy plate should look like. So looking at all the food groups. So think of all the food groups, think of your fruit and vegetables. So do you have some frozen vegetables, for example, some frozen fruit has been really useful for me because I like making smoothies in the morning. Yeah. Stocking up on that, looking at your protein, um, do you need to be getting cans of fish or do you have uh, lentils and beans and things like that? Could you get some frozen chicken? Um, where are your carbohydrates coming from? Is that whole grain? If the pasta is sold out and the rice is sold out, <laughs> yeah. then be adaptable. What other grains could you get? Potatoes and sweet potatoes last quite a while, so you could get some of those. And then looking at focusing also on your healthy fats. So that's your olive oils and nut butters and things like that. I think in general, when you're thinking about stocking up, um, be adaptable because absolutely things would, will be selling out as they have been yeah. selling. So yeah. for example, if there's no more canned tomatoes, buy fresh tomatoes, go home, do some food prep, scratch cooking, and cook those up and put those in the freezer and store them up for when you need them later. So be adaptable so that we're not creating this frenzy where people yeah. are constantly thinking that, oh my goodness, I need to buy this and it's not in the shops. I, had, I actually had the experience on the weekend, I went to buy some um, gnocchi and of course the, it was, there was nothing, there was, the, you know, the, the shelves were bare. And I actually bought potato and I made my own gnocchi and it was actually a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, as you say, we just have to be creative and, and go back to some basics and exactly. learn to cook again. Exactly. So, and I think that's, for me, as a, as a dietitian, a real positive of this experience, mm -hmm. that what it is going to hopefully teach people is to do a little bit of meal planning, <laughs> and some scratch cooking, which yeah. is going to be positive. And also a real opportunity for people to start really thinking about their meals and thinking what a balanced plate looks like and hopefully eating a bit more mindfully. Mm. So because we constantly have um, access to so much food, we become mindless eaters, eating because we're bored or we're stressed, not because we're hungry. So if you are stuck at home, um, really, really start tapping into how hungry you do feel and why you think you want another snack. Is it because you're hungry or you're bored? Yeah. Um, and addressing some of those, um, those dietary habits that we're in at the moment. Linia, thank you so much for your time. That has um, been amazingly informative. And I, I know that the community here is really going to appreciate it. It's really sensible, practical advice that, that people can take away. So stay well, um, and I you. hope you can come out of hibernation soon. Um, good luck with your PhD. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Jane. For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy the, today's podcast and see you next time.